Hello and welcome to Breakout, an escapist podcast about all things games, movies, TV, and the life that happens in between them. This is episode number 10. My name is Marty Sleva, and always I'm joined by my co-host Nick Calandra and Casey Wosu. Hey guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh man, it's excellent. We have such a good show. Holy moly, there's so much stuff to talk about. <laughs> I don't know why that, that, that sounded phony, and I realize it sounded phony, but I am excited because we do have a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, yeah, Casey and I, stuff has happened. Ca- yeah, Casey and I saw both saw uh, Shang-Chi, and so we're going to give some impressions of that without, we're not going to do spoilers or anything, so don't worry about that. Nope. Uh, we've been playing a bunch of games, uh, Nick's been toiling around with GTA Five with mods, and those pictures he posted look incredible. Yeah. Why, just just have those guys make the next-gen GTA. All right. Like, rock, Rockstar, just, <laughs> just could, like, right-click, save as, and put it on PS5, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, Telosa. Which is a uh, a proposed city that a former like exec at Walmart.com uh, wants to build in the middle of the American desert in like the Southwest, and he wants it to be like a utopian city of the future. And uh, so we're gonna sort of we're gonna talk about that as well as our own personal cynicisms around tech advancements, and also the fact that that sounds like the beginning of every Bioshock game ever. So, <laughs> uh, which your, also feeds into the don't roll your eyes too much that Telosa project because it's actually very interesting. <laughs> I well we'll we'll get we'll get to it when we get to it. But I'm gonna be honest, I'm yeah. still gonna roll my eyes a little bit. Yes. I did <laughs> too. But it's also like super interesting. It is so. neat. Yeah. I agree. Uh but yeah, so we're here we're recording on Tuesday. We usually record on Monday, but uh we had some fancy meetings and whatnot. So yeah, what did did you guys get in any get in any rowdiness over the weekend? Casey went bowling. Oh. I did not. Yeah, KC went to a rave this weekend. Uh, yeah, that does, yeah, that does count, I guess. But, I mean, it's a child's birthday party. I don't know how rowdy you want to get with a bunch of seven- and eight-year-olds. <laughs> not, but, no um, one was, like, passing around a bunch of party drugs or anything. <laughs> at least not that I yeah, saw. Sweet Those tarts. Quite sweet mischievous. Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> Warheads, the ultimate party drug. But, yeah, um, it, it like the birthday party thing was kind of masking... Uh, a, a much worse situation that was going on because at the same time uh, my fiance and her sister and mom had come by to help us clear the basement which flooded over the weekend because of oh, the no. rain that hit the northeast yeah, yeah so that was a thing that was going on so i took the i took my son and uh my nephew or soon to be nephew to this birthday party because i was already going to go before the stuff because uh, it was my friend's kid who was having a party. So uh, I kind of let the women do the work. <laughs> I like how it's like, you take care of this like mass structural damage. Uh, I'm going to go throw some heavy balls at some cool pins. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I felt a little bit bad about that. But we did spend uh, the days afterwards continuing to clean and stuff. Um, got a little back to school shopping done yesterday, which, you know, was all fine and dandy until I come back home. And this this is the weird. We opened the door. To bring in the groceries and stuff. And there's like maybe one thing left in the car. Try to head back outside and the door will not open. The door to my house has ceased to function. It has one no, job. No, it's to open and close. No idea why. Like it's unlocked. You turn the handle. Like the, the latch doesn't come off. There's no way to kind of jimmy it with like a credit card or a knife, whatever. So probably at some point later today, I have to like take a sledgehammer to my front door's uh, knob and then try and replace that. So that that's fun. Or how have you? How have you been leaving? 
Oh, we, luckily, we have a back door. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, do you have like an auxiliary? I was going to say, exit? isn't there isn't there a movie about this, like, let the right ones in or something? That's about vampires. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, isn't that, <laughs> are they oh, shut is that in like the house? a ghost story? <laughs> <laughs> his, are his, they closed uh, in the house? <laughs> yeah, his door is uh, just being proactive in case there's like <laughs> post-hurricane vampires. <laughs> Unless KC is the vampire. Oh, well, then the door did poorly in its job. It, <laughs> it let the it wrong, let the wrong in. one in. Damn it. <laughs> it let the wrong one in. Yeah. Uh, what's what's bowling like in the year 2021? I haven't been bowling in like a decade. And, and is it like weird? Like, has technology like caught up with bowling at all? <laughs> I mean, how Algorith- long the algorithms drive your ball down the lane now? <laughs> I'm just no, I'm curious if there's like, is there like weird 3D stuff? Or is there like motion graphics? Smart balls? Yeah, there's, there's weeb shit at oh. the end calling out to you. <laughs> Oh, I would love some weeb shit. Anime, I know the, the most I've seen. Anime. <laughs> the, the most I've seen are like they try to they try to like play little videos on like the screen, but I feel like that's old, right? Like yeah, they've been doing old. that like forever. Yeah, yeah like, there's like, like a little a yeah, little would gobble by if you if yeah. you get three strikes. Actually, in a row. Marty, they have right, exactly um, stuff like they that. They have TV screens that just track your score now, so you don't have to write it down automatically. Okay, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> like no math for you. And the balls and the balls just come back, and you don't have to go pick them up on your own. Oh no! I just uh, every time I throw a ball, I'm like, well, that one's gone. I just gotta, <laughs> yeah, just gotta, gotta get, get a new ball one. now. <laughs> gotta go get another one. You gotta ice like skate down the lane so set so pins back up. I would laugh so much if somebody did that at bowling, just throws a ball. Oh, I gotta go get another one. <laughs> no, the <laughs> real way shot. to bowl is you have one person all the way at the other end of the lane, oh, and, and then you it. knock down the pins, they catch it, and then you set up pins on your right. end. And so it's like like bags <laughs> or whatever, or like shuffle puck. No, it'd be like yeah. uh like the bit that Jack and I did in the escape show, he's actually in the gutter, <laughs> just grabbing the balls and throwing it back. I feel like oh, Jack. Man. Yeah, somebody got to hit in the face. <laughs> Were you? Are you? Do you think you're good at bowling? Are you better at bowling or mini golf? Because you also did that recently. Um, I don't know actually. Like I haven't golfed enough to know if I'm good at it or not. But bowling, I've done a couple of times. Like usually on like dates, it's a thing you do around here. Like I don't really care about bowling outside of that. Mm -hmm. But like I'll be able to get a strike like here and there, and then like I'll also just gutter like the (laughs) same amount of time. Like it's pure luck. I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm bowling. (laughs) Yeah. How come there's not so like there's all these like uh, fancy mini golf courses with like cool uh, cool designs and traps and 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 layouts and everything? But how come bowling's all just like a fucking straight line and some pins at the end? Let's get some let's get I some think, weirdness going on at the bowling alley. I think that would just be called skee ball then if they yeah pretty much <laughs> if they really yeah, started trying to get wild with it. <laughs> I also I guess like it's easier to bounce like a. a golf ball at a right angle then like if you just throw a bowling ball at a right angle it'll just like smash through <laughs> all right well what if, what if we what if we played dodgeball with bowling balls so you, you then, there, then there's like to even then there's, i was about to say there's, i was gonna say it like sounds real dangerous at play there no I, but my thing is i don't think it's that dangerous because i don't think you can throw a bowling ball very far so like <laughs> even you. if everyone had bowling balls i feel like you'd still be pretty safe those guys in the olympics throw boulders yeah but those are like those are like shot puts <laughs> to, to be honest there, there's the a way ball. that this there's a way that this game works it's just you you bowl the balls at people's legs and, and they <laughs> take out their ankles out the way. <laughs> yeah. they, they like i think we can make this work <laughs> it, well and, and then and then there would be people that only know how to throw the ball straight 
and you're like, oh, I'm not scared of you. And then some professional guy comes in and is able to like curve the ball to you follow spin. you. Spin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heat seeking bowling ball. Yeah. I like it. I, I feel like this is like a weird post apocalyptic like running man kind of situation. We've created this like game where it's like I think, oh, prisoners, you could shave some time off your sentence by standing I, still and letting this dude throw a bowling ball. I think this the is a million dollar idea. Ball? I think this, this is, is our million million. This is not idea. a million dollar idea. This it, is like a it is. A, no, it's the opposite. It's it would cost us millions of dollars in lawsuits. It's a negative million dollar idea. No, you'd be able to cash out on your insurance. It's a million dollar idea. I don't think I don't I haven't like looked at my life insurance, but I don't think it says anything about like, oh yeah, if you like die in a in a, in a self bowling accident. <laughs> like bowling extreme sports not covered. No. Uh yeah, bowling bowling's cool though. I wish uh, I wish I wish it was uh, easier to do it. Like I wish I had a bowling alley in my backyard. That seems like a cool thing to have. If I was rich, Make bowling a, alley, backyard. Build it. Get a. That's what you put slide. in your backyard—a bowling alley. That's the first thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> I'd go all in on backyard bowling alleys. Just get a slip and slide and put a bunch of bowling pins in the end of it and use that's yourself. Not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that that actually sounds like fun. Yeah, there we go. There's a million idea. Okay, dodgeball bowling. I'm sure is done. no one has ever there's done a, this. There's before. a theme here. I'm trying to get out of games media by creating a stupid million dollar idea that I could just cash out on. I'm sure that was already a jackass skit. Uh, <laughs> if we're being real, I'll take right, it to Shark Tank, like, and they will not make the fun of me something. there. Yeah, just put a bunch of bees. At the, <laughs> the bowling pins are glass and filled with bees. Oh, glass. We just did it. Yeah, don't don't do that. No one stop making <laughs> glass bowling alleys, everybody. Um so uh Shang Chi, Casey, uh you're you're one of our resident Marvel fans as as a member of, yes. of the Marvelous Escape. Uh what did what did you think of, of Shang Chi's introduction into the MCU? Um I was super hype for the movie coming out, even though I know nothing about the character. It had a mm-hmm. fantastic trailer. Like uh, it really reminded me of the same energy Black Panther was given off. Like one, totally. because you know it's kind of the debut of a Marvel hero of color, like lead, leading uh, the charge. Um, but also, like it just it had like tons of action in the trailer, like kung fu action, like straight up hands in the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, like dope hip hop, uh, like big bombastic action scenes. Like I was just really hyped for it, and it did not disappoint when I actually got to see it. Like yeah. I, I honestly think uh, Shang-Chi has the best fight choreography in all of Marvel. Like, even the stuff that was on Netflix, which had really good stuff, especially uh, mm-hmm. in Daredevil. Like, yeah. Shang-Chi is it basically up the ante. And I, I will be disappointed if they don't at least try to aim for that in anything that comes afterwards. Yeah, like, I, I, uh, I, I completely agree with that. It, but it makes sense. I mean, it, it, it's a martial arts story like they're martial arts characters so like they should have the best yeah. fighting i'm just glad that they, yeah. they delivered finally so are we yeah saying, the character are we saying darren was too harsh on this one uh well no, I, actually I actually haven't i heard darren was kind of down but i haven't seen his uh three minute review yet well i do uh so i think the two thirds the first two thirds of the movie are like legitimately incredible i think some some of my favorite uh you know it, it does the origin story without feeling like a ugh origin story kind of thing yeah. uh i think the the cast by and large is wonderful i think uh, yeah Simo Liu yeah. is just like a, a revelation uh tony leung who i've been a big fan of since like hard-boiled and and hero and and the Wong Kar Wai movies is like such a good tragic sympathetic villain 
in the same way like Eric Killmonger was in, in Black Panther and everything. Um, and yeah, the fight choreography, especially in the first two thirds, like there's that, you know, the, the big thing they've highlighted in all the trailers is that bus fight in San Francisco. And like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's just like my favorite fight really of the year. really good. Yeah. And it's the one yeah. that starts the movie off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, he's super charismatic. His, his chemistry with Aquafina, like, you know, I know Aquafina, some people love her, some people hate her. Like, I think she's great. And I think their chemistry is I simultaneously really love and hate her. <laughs> yeah. She could be a little, t- it's just a, for me, it's project by project. And I, and I think like, she's like the perfect pitch here. Um, yeah, I really dug it. It does the, the, without going into any spoilers, the final act does the Marvel thing where it turns into a video game in the last act. And like a lot of that, mm-hmm. like amazing choreography and stunt work and planning just turns into like a previs team making a big old you know cgi fight which i don't know i hate being like yeah. well that's just what marvel does because like you could like do better i want i want better yeah, yeah you like, could marvel, choose to not marvel has all that. this talent yeah. and stuff and they just keep that's my problem like i haven't seen shang chi yet but like and I think that's what Darren's review mostly downed on it for was just the CGI at the end. Like, cause you had such a good movie up until that point for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like, I, I just what annoys me about Marvel. Like every movie ends the same way. Black widow, big CGI moment at the end. Yeah. You know, every, yeah, even movie. for characters where it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, black like, widow, black, like you black, should not be black like, widow. jumping off all this fallen no. luggage, like uncharted and, three, like black widow, like the opening of black widow is like this, kind of like dark espionage spy movie and at the end it's a cgi mm-hmm. bullshit fest and i was like why like yeah. that fight at the end could have been dark and moody and like had great choreography and everything but nope you went for explosive bullshit and i yeah. feel like you know i haven't seen it yeah. but like i don't know why they i don't know i just don't know like i guess i mean i, I, I can give you some insight in, as to why like i my like son went to watch this <laughs> yeah like my son went to watch this with his uh taekwondo class like they went as like a big group and i asked him uh and some of the other kids were around like what was their favorite scene from the movie the first thing they all said was man the end yeah, yeah the kids. big ending yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like man. that's the kind of stuff that draws that those I mean, kids that's the remember stuff that's just a it's just a live action cartoon right yeah like yeah so yeah. like at that point because that because legit i walked out the theater like i wish they didn't do that like everything else was fine like i could have done without that and then like, all the kids were saying, like, oh, I love that part. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I wish like, they I would do like what, what DC was doing with like Black Label and like create like more adult Marvel movies. Like, because now we don't have the Netflix shows, you know, the Disney stuff. I feel like it's going to be all pretty similar. I'm curious how they do Hawkeye because like I feel like that can't not be a very dark show considering where he was in that period of time. Yeah, but the the comic it's being based off the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye is it's like deals with heavy themes, but is also like pretty cute and funny, and it's like a buddy cop kind of thing yeah. uh, uh, with him <laughs> passing the torch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting because you have like Sam Raimi who's who's directing Doctor Strange two, who directed the original Spider Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, but got his roots in horror with like the Evil Dead and everything. Um, and then you have Blade coming on the horizon, which like can you like. That doesn't play like no. by virtue have to be like dark and gritty. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, you would yeah, think, I don't know. But... Yeah. I just my thing I... though is with those Netflix shows, like Marvel tried to do the serious stuff, and aside from Daredevil and uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones season one and some of Luke Cage, I thought a lot of it stumbled. Like I thought, uh, uh, oh the really? Defenders ultimately, I thought I did not Defenders. like the Defenders yeah. at all. Yeah, Defenders. I Iron Fist Defenders was bad. awful, but the reason like it was Fist awful season two. You liked Iron Fist anything? <laughs> season, I, I didn't mind season two. I thought season two was okay. 
Iron Fist is the worst thing Marvel's done <laughs> yeah. in terms of the Netflix stuff, and it's because yeah, yeah. of the bad guy that this whole kind of shadowy hand organization. Yeah, that's what carried over into Defenders, and that's why Defenders was bad, and yeah. that's why uh, season two of Iron Fist was better because they didn't have to deal with them yeah. at all. But it was still bad. Like, yeah, I'm not saying, like, yeah, I'm not really saying it was good. I'm just saying like I enjoyed the characters of Iron Fist season two, but like the plot and everything was just stupid. Yeah, well, I think them like their casting of Danny Rand was like the a rare swing and a miss. In yeah, the MCU. Uh, I was kind of rooting for him, but yeah, his like it wasn't even. It was like the character was. I don't know if the actor could do anything about that because his yeah, characterization yeah. was so annoying. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was more I just hated every decision he made. Like every mm-hmm. scene he was in. <laughs> yeah, I was more. I was more interested in watching for uh, what's what's the brother's name. Uh, Oh, uh, I can't the actor because he's also in Ozark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he actually is good in that. He's so good, and so is um, uh, what's the the girlfriend's name? I forget her too. I forget everybody's name in that show. Meryl Streep. No, the the <laughs> the Asian. She was the, the dojo one who plays owner. Colleen. Yeah, Colleen. Oh yeah, yeah. She's uh, what did she? I just read she's gonna start uh, that's this is the worst conversation ever because it's just like guys with shitty memory trying to remember things <laughs> but i just read that she was casting something interesting sounding just terrible just awful storytelling right there uh but yeah uh shang chi what did you uh casey what do you or I, also nick how do you feel about the fact that this was straight to theaters and not simultaneously released on disney plus the same way um mm. black widow was even disney plus premium you know where you have to pay for it uh i don't know i the pandemic surging here. I don't, I don't know how many people went. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just a mess. I don't really have anything to add to that conversation other than just, I don't know. You know, you're going to see, I I think, uh, you know, like the theater chains bitching about it or just being greedy. Cause you know, there's a pandemic sure. and they, they want to survive. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you want to serve, like the theater chains want to survive, they need to update to survive, not just mm-hmm. bitch and complain every time. You know, these these guys are like, we're going to put our movies on streaming because, one, it's safer. Two, that money's coming directly to us. What do we need you for? Because yeah. the, the amount of people that care about the theater experience is probably declining, much as the dismay of Darren, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> even, even myself, like, yeah, I would love to watch, like, 1917 in theaters. I really want to see Dune in theaters on that big screen experience. But also, like... I'm fine kind of watching it at home because I have my own sound set up and a nice TV to watch it on and I don't have to deal mm-hmm. with people crinkling bags behind my fucking ears. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I think, I think over to like the next two, three years, like we're either going to see a real resurgence in theaters or they're going to keep declining. And if they don't update their business models, like we've talked about before, uh, well then that's it. <laughs> Adapt or die. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, if if any changes get made with the Eternals in that uh, in that regard, or if the Eternals even gets bumped because, like you know, you saw Top Gun and and Mission Impossible were were two of the latest movies being delayed into next year and the following year, I believe, or next year and next fall. Um, mm. And you see Venom keeps moving its date around, so yeah, Venom be, just uh, moved forward, I think. Yeah, it's it's like the sixth time it's moved. I'm like, yeah. Venom, just I think what, just come out. I so I don't have to. Yeah, think about I don't think again. I don't think a lot of these movies are going to get delayed any further because I mean, the release schedule just get too packed and then you yeah, know, start losing money because people can't have to pick and choose what to watch. But one of the problems with the MCU is there's just at a certain point you can't delay things because you're going to have the Disney Plus shows which yeah, aren't right. going to be delayed. And if they're going to be reacting to things that happen in the Eternals, the Eternals has to have come out. Like you just can't. Mm. Yeah. 
you can't do it that way. Like they they already uh, without going into spoilers, the the if you saw the post credit scene of uh, of Black Widow as well as I don't know if it was post credit or just one of the ends of the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a character was introduced. Yeah, and that character right. was supposed to be first introduced in Black Widow, but because Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended up coming out first because it was delayed, they sort of had to like add that yeah, introduction to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't have a lot of sympathy for theaters when I go in there and they try to charge me six dollars for a bottle of water. Like it's stupid. I, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a fire festival. Yeah, that's why you gotta bring Boycott. bring your own everything. You gotta wear Jinko jeans and then fill them up with a bunch of candy you buy for a dollar at Walgreens. Sneak big bottles a of water, full sandwich in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Wear wear a sub sandwich like a belt. Yeah, the, the only the only movies like the only problem the only reason this concerns me a bit is because like theaters are good for like the kind of movies that I like, like epics and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. aren't million, hundreds of million dollar sellers, like Marvel movies. Marvel doesn't have anything to worry about. You can put Marvel wherever and people are going to go watch it. Dune. I don't know about, I don't know. Like that one's going on HBO max day one. So I'm mm-hmm. really curious what the numbers are for that. And also like, you have uh, the, the last duel, which is coming out too. and uh, Yeah, the Ridley like, Scott movie. Yeah, and like those are the kind of movies I love, and I know a lot of people, not tons of people go to theaters anymore to see that stuff because everything's Marvel-fied. So if theaters keep those kind of movies alive, then yeah, I guess my entire perspective shifts. So like, oh, God, save the theaters, please. I don't want more corporate yeah. bullshit all the time because yeah, it's getting it is, ridiculous. It is interesting. You mentioned Dune, and then uh, we're, it sounds like uh, on Thursday we're getting our first Matrix trailer, yeah. and that's going to be another Warner Brothers straight to HBO Max, which like if – it's it's hard to justify going to a movie theater and spending that money during a pandemic when that movie is available at the exact same time on a service I already pay for. Like it's yeah, really it hard. It's gonna be hard for me yeah. to see any HBO movie in theaters. I wow. didn't feel like I lost out on anything by not seeing the Suicide Squad in theaters, even though it probably no same better. Same, yeah, or like Godzilla or Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so Shang Chi, good. Uh, if you're comfortable in movie theaters. Check it out. If not, just wait 45 days and it'll be on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty strong uh, pretty strong entry into the MCU in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close my window because Thunder's making loud noises. I did it. I'm back. I closed my window. That uh, was okay. riveting. I know. Uh, it was the- theater of the mind. Uh, speaking of theater of the mind, uh, we'll touch on it really quick. I, just, I finished uh, Psychonauts 2 over the weekend, mm-hmm. which I think was just wonderful. We talked about it a bunch on here, and, and Nick and Jack talked about it on the Escapist show, and Yahtzee and I are going to talk about it again on, on slightly something else. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, in terms of uh, big uh, uh, AAA games, if we, I, I think you can count it as a AAA yes, game. It's, if it's a AAA a, game now. Yeah, Xbox published game. Uh, I think it's my favorite of the year so far. Um, uh, I oh, think wow. it's just a big, colorful, creative, just genuinely, it's funny, it's sweet, it's heartwarming, It its story is actually good. Um, every time I hit a new level, I was like, oh, this is so creative. Um, yep. Yeah, just it didn't that say it's welcome. That mailroom, mail mail when you got to the, 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 the swirling letters, that's yeah, so cool. So cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it just it, it felt like uh, anything they dreamed up, they were able to throw in there. And yeah, uh, yeah I like that it's post game without going to spoilers. Like it's not like oh uh, well, you can reload a save right before the final boss and then go clear up any stuff. It's like the post game exists in the the world after you've beaten the boss, and so you can go and do all the side quests and collect all the stuff, and also like talk to all the characters you've met and sort of hear their codas at the end of the journey and. Yeah, just really loved it. Really, uh, really, really excited for what Double Fine does next, uh, especially you know given the uh, the budget and resources of Microsoft behind them. I bet you can guess nice. when I stopped. 
uh, did you stop the second the credits rolled? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, do you stop as soon as the credits begin or do you at least wait until the end of the credits? Yes, I wait until the like, end yeah, of the credits. Okay. There's like a last cut scene. There were. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they might sneak some cut scenes and stuff in there. <laughs> If we're being real, that game had very long credits, though, because it had all the backers, the I fig mean, backers. Yes, I there was, were I was a lot texting. of fig backers. I, yeah. I was just sitting on my phone during that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, if, if you have Game Pass, I think it's a no-brainer. And even if you don't, uh, uh, I highly recommend the game if you like big, colorful, cool 3D platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get some water. Nick, you want to talk about GTA 1 mods? Yeah. Uh, so I have uh, gone back to GTA 5. Uh, basically... It's kind of funny. Inspired by my recent dismay with Cyberpunk again, I went back to GTA 5. And also, I never finished a story in GTA 5. I don't remember why. I think I did like two of the heists and then I kind of quit. Uh, and I think the heists I come think pretty I, late in that game, though. Like, you don't start doing heists until a while. You do, it, you, do a, you do a heist right at the start. Oh, that's uh, like the, the intro. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I think I, I think if I remember correctly, I think I stopped playing because that game came out right, right at the end of the generation, and then they released the PS4 and Xbox One version, and I don't think I mm-hmm. followed over because I don't remember if your save transferred over or not. I don't think Not for single player, no. Yeah. Like so your online stuff did, but not yeah. single yeah. player. So I sold, yeah, I sold my PS3, I think, before I finished gta 5 and so then i was like oh i'm not going to start that game again uh so now i'm going back to it uh and the one thing i like had always wanted to do was install some mods on it and so i did a bunch of research over the weekend on like mods for gta 5 and i found one that's called gta 5 redux and it's like a complete overhaul of the game so better lighting better visuals high resolution textures uh they even added in the euphoria engine into it so the ragdoll effects are like from Red Dead kind of like good. Mm, and so like yeah. when you actually, you know, shoot people and this sounds really dark, but like they react where they're getting hit. Uh, and, and like the ballistics on the guns and everything feels so much more realistic. The weapon, the driving is better. Everything about it is just better. It feels like a brand new game to me. Like uh, it feels like it came out this week. Like that's how new that mod makes this game look. And I, I know I showed you guys some of the pictures on Twitter and all that. Like it looks like a next generation like game and it's incredible uh, the only thing it's missing right now is there's just there's some paid mods you can get so like there's a mod called quant v and there's also like a natural natural environment or something like that something like that uh and those are paid mods like there's people on patreon being paid to make these mods happen and so like the quant v one is even a step above redux and adds in like full ray tracing and everything uh and is that so not kinda, illegal I'm surprised the pay stuff is is allowed. <laughs> yeah, you can pay I, for mods for a game. You're, because technically, you're paying for if it's like a Patreon, you're paying the person for their time. Yeah, unless, pretty much. Which it's, is still, I guess, illegal, that's just it's like, a legal gray area. But yeah. they don't they don't have to. Yeah, basically, the legal gray area is like they're not paying for the mod directly; they're paying the person to work on the mod. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. I, I'm surprised Rockstar has never kind of gone after them because people are like talking about the reverse engineering thing that just happened with I think uh, three in Vice City. I think is what they just mm-hmm. got in trouble for. Yeah. And they're getting sued over that, but I I think there's a difference in reverse engineering and modding. I'm not for sure on that. I think. I think also. I mean, for uh, all the the rumors and reports are pointing to uh, probably pretty soon Rockstar announcing uh, remasters of of Three Vice City and San Andreas. Right. Yeah, that's and probably so that reason. might have been a like, ooh, we don't want you eating our lunch for the thing we're about to announce. Yeah, well, that that's uh, what I was kind of saying on Twitter last night too. Is like this GTA Five Redux looks incredible, mm-hmm. right? 
if the remaster doesn't match this for the next gen version like what's the point like it's what a yeah. waste of effort because i mean people are still gonna buy it because people are dumb but uh it, i mean well i'm assuming these remasters will hit consoles because like you can't no they are they are coming to them. consoles yeah they are yeah. but it's also like when people can look at the pc version and be like wow that looks incredible like why isn't rockstar putting that kind of attention and detail into this uh and, and yeah the other, and the it's, only it's, reason they're remastering that is to keep gta online going on the on the consoles that's on the new hardware yeah yeah that's it's the money I'm, I'm not as mad at that as some people might be i just want them to make it feel like it should belong there because the the yeah. load times in gta online is the main reason i stopped playing it like it just takes too long to get anything done if you slap mm-hmm. all that on a solid state drive then the biggest problem is fixed so yeah, yeah. do it no i'm not i'm not mad about the remaster at all i'm just like man i like i kind of hope you know they're at least talking to the modders or like how like making it look kind of equivalent to this on next gen hardware because that would get me to buy it on next gen hardware but they've had precedent doing that uh with gta this gta in particular i think as well like because some modders did something with the loading times for gta online and they actually yeah. adopted well, they fixed that a, for the pc they fixed a, yeah they fixed a problem that they couldn't find <laughs> is what happened there so but yeah you know i've, I've been having a great time with it uh, just kind of jumping back into that world and you know the story hooked me right away you know like I love the characters in that game. I uh, just got through the the opening of the Trevor missions, and those are always a blast. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he's I, he's uh, so wild. I have played so little of GTA Five. Uh, really? Like I I I've only gotten like three hours into it a few times. Um, so I feel like that's again one of those things like Witcher Three that in my mind I'm like once it finally comes out on new consoles I'm gonna I'm gonna finally sit down and play it. <laughs> and I don't. It's probably not yeah. true, but. I like to. I just lie to myself. I, t- I tell me that. I tell myself that I'm going to do that. You've you've played Red Dead Redemption too, right? I've yeah. I put like 150 hours in oh, that. So I just like. I think I like cowboys more than gangsters. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like the GTA 5 setting is that exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I do like. I mean, seeing those like pics you were posting, just like random ass pics, I was like, this looks great. Like this yeah. looks like a, a game I definitely want to futz around in. So I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and buy. Uh, the Skyrim remaster as well on PC and start, I think I'm going to start modding that uh, because you can add in like a whole new combat mechanics and systems in there. I make it play like dark souls and you know, all the visual graphics and everything. So I think I literally think I can mod it enough to make it look like a brand new game and then stream it. And yeah. And those mods have like definitely (laughs) surpassed what Bethesda's done. Like even with uh, with how they're releasing the 10th anniversary edition. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go look at like, if you haven't already go look at the YouTube videos and like G or on Skyrim, like next gen mods. And it's incredible looking like it Mm -hmm. just blows your mind. You need a good PC to run that stuff, but yeah, uh, it's it's wild the amount of work and attention. Wow, that was a big strike of lighting I just saw. Oh what, yeah, I? yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! It's getting very dark in here, so it looks this looks like a spooky horror movie in my room. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wrong ones in, Marty. Oh no, we let the wrong ones in. I can't get out my door now. Uh, Casey, you play anything cool this weekend? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually I'm working on the review or will be working on a review today. Uh, but the game is out already. Uh, and it's funny we were talking about GTA because it's basically old school GTA. A uh, wrestler, you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Horse. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and what's weird is like we've already seen the GTA formula taken to the past, like the it, with Red Dead Redemption. So like it wasn't it wasn't an experiment to see whether or not that worked. We knew it worked, but mm-hmm. with the top down perspective and with not Rockstar behind it, like it was just what's the quality going to be like, right? Mm-hmm. 
And honestly, it's okay. Like it, it does feel a lot like the older GTAs. Like it, it takes itself a lot less seriously, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of leans heavily on like the just the being absurd and you know being crude. Like lots of cursing, <laughs> uh, lots of <laughs> like lots of like death and like gory situations and whatnot. But um, it, it's it's played for laughs for the most part, and it it doesn't at least story wise like it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like it's relatively mm -hmm. short, so you kind of get the the punchlines in and out, and then you can get out of there. In terms of gameplay, um, the the world is uh okay, I guess. Like just, I mean, there's there's no way to get around the comparisons to like other GTA games because it's it's yeah. aping that formula like, like pretty closely. But it's but a, like for it's what it is, like when you when you mean old school GTA, it's like top down, like GTA. Yeah, like it's a top down okay. perspective. Um, but the mission structure is right. Like I played like one of the pre GTA three GTAs and they're pretty mm -hmm. similar too. like from that jump to the 3D jump. But um, it feels exactly the same. Like you're just going to icons on the map. They're giving you stuff to do. Then, you know, you drive Well, you ride somewhere and then you <laughs> ride back, usually with other people chasing you. Right. So like that just mm -hmm. happens throughout the whole way through. Um, and the thing that really just keeps things fresh are the weird characters you meet. Um, and they do give you some weirdo characters to deal with. Like there's, there's tons of pop culture references and stuff in it, which um, most of them are funny. Like you you meet like uh, a super villain, in, but he's like a mid medieval man or something. I think his name is something like that. Like or Captain Medieval, medieval I think Captain Medieval. <laughs> yeah, then, like, he's like fighting so like he's fighting like their version of like Batman or something, who just wears like a bunch of armor and stuff. Like it's it's silly. Um, but overall, like I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, little, little finicky to control here and there, but like nothing, nothing that takes you out of it too much. So that's pretty much all I had time to actually mess around with, other than you know, Smash because we had our tournament this past weekend, which was a was a great time. I don't know if you guys caught any of it. Did you? Did you, win? Did you get beat? <laughs> oh, I got beat. Yes. <laughs> um, what you What's funny is swag? The, yeah, the same person collected all four of the bounties. Oh boy! Oh man! Yeah, like that's how lucky he got that he he basically got sent into the losers bracket pretty early, and then got faced up against all of the hosts who were doing pretty well after they got sent to losers bracket. He basically knocked most of us out all in a row <laughs> down there. But he actually lost to our grand winner who never lost the whole way through. So he he took home um a the open party custom controller, pro controller. Oh, very so cool. Was, yeah. What uh? It was what, a fun what, time. What care? What character did the the grand winner play us? Uh, Incineroar. Incineroar, the big fat wrestling cat. Love that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Incineroar can be real tough when he wants to be. I'll tell you that much. He can be a real asshole, like a lot of those fucking <laughs> monsters. Uh, yeah, and we got yeah, to play a, a little. Uh, yeah, the three of us and Jesse played uh, a bunch of Pokemon for the community night on uh, on Saturday. So check that out if if you haven't. That we played Pokemon. Uh, oh, oh, Smash Brothers. Smash Sorry, I was still, I was still yeah. thinking about Incineroar. Listen, there's like seven Pokemon in that game. It's like, yeah, there's a lot it's of legally... It's like, wait, it's, when did I play Pokemon this weekend? It's legally a Pokemon <laughs> and a Fire Emblem game. So, uh, Yeah, they're, uh, the two last things I played this weekend. Uh, one, uh, by the time this podcast is up, my review will be up for uh, The Artful Escape, which is the newest Annapurna game. Uh, it's coming straight to Game Pass. Uh, it is... Uh, I, I absolutely adore it with the caveat that there is very little gameplay in it. So you have to sort of go in knowing that there is, it, it's ostensibly a, a, a 2d platformer 
uh, where you play a character who's like the nephew of a, of a Bob Dylan-esque like folk rock icon. He's living mm. in the shadow of, of his uncle and, and he can never sort of attain that status. But then all he wants to do is like rock out like like David Bowie, like Ziggy Stardust style. And he ends up getting transported to this like crazy fantasy world and, and he goes on this kind of rock opera performing concerts through the cosmos. Uh, but the writing and the performances are out of this world good. Like Carl Weathers plays one of the main characters and Carl Weathers, who you know from... Uh, uh, you know, like Predator, and you might know Predator, from, uh, and yeah, yeah, the Mandalorian. Whatever else Carl Weathers is in, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. He is a he is a uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rocky. Uh, but he's so good, and I think this is his first game. Like, I, I, I can't recall him being in a game ever. But like, he's incredible. His VO is just like amazing. I played uh, a little so, bit of it. I wish he was the main character over the, uh, the kid. <laughs> that <we got. laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Again, like the, I, I use platforming lightly because the game, like, there's no fail states. You can't really die. There's no difficult platforming. Uh, but it's mostly just a story and 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 sort of like a visual and audio experience you go through. Uh, and if you're down for something that like that, it, it is wholly unique. And I, I I really genuinely loved it. And yeah, like I said, I think it's coming to to PC and uh, Xbox via Game Pass. So. Uh, check that out. And then I also played, uh, I finished last night, uh, Golf Club Wasteland. Mm -hmm. And you can see our full three-minute review by Will uh, on YouTube and the site now. But uh, it is a a 2D uh, miniature golf game set in a post-apocalyptic world where you play as an astronaut who comes back to Earth in like the ruins of Earth to play mini golf. And uh, you're listening to this intergalactic radio station and the the radio station that they've created is amazing like in terms of like they have a host who who's you know reading scripted dialogue and it goes into songs and it goes into sort of podcasts and and little skits and stuff and it's like such a like sad chill somber experience uh that is also like a pretty tough like 2d miniature golf game uh so it, it doesn't sound like a thing that should work, but it absolutely did for me. Uh, it's only, I think, 7 or 10 bucks, and it's on all consoles and PC and stuff. So if any of that sounded cool for you, check out Golf Club Wasteland. It does actually sound cool. It is It is very good. I didn't know the game existed until I saw Will's review, and then I was like, ooh, this looks great. And sure enough, it was great. <laughs> Will, sometimes he does good things. That's my, that's my, qu- that's my three-minute review of Will. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Let's give Will too much credit. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you play anything else, or do you want to do you want to move on to 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 your topic, which is the city of the future? Nope, I didn't play anything else. I'm I'm ready to talk about cities of the future. Tell tell us about but Tolosa. Okay, I guess I'll pull up that article. I thought you mm-hmm. were going to do that, but I Nick, you were the one who brought this to the table. You got to you got to hand out your gifts. Completely wrote it off immediately when we talked about it on stream. I didn't uh, know about it. I so, had to do research. <laughs> yes, it's a uh, article on CNN called Plans for a 400 Billion New City in the American Desert Unveiled. Uh, and essentially, oh, you're going to have to come cut out some of the stuff. Uh, so basically, the former Walmart executive uh, unveiled plans in Texas for a sustainable metropolis that he hopes to create from scratch in the American desert. The ambitious 150,000-acre proposal promises eco-friendly architecture, sustainable energy production, and purportedly drought-resistant water system. A so-called 15-minute city design will allow residents to access the workplaces, schools, and amenities with a quarter-hour commute of their homes. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they, they have, like, a, a visual graphic up, and I think it's actually, like, the concept art for what they actually want to do with the city. 
Yeah, I think but, they got this like famous Danish architect to do the uh, yeah. concept work for it. Yeah, and, and you know when I was first reading this, I was like, I was thinking like, no, this isn't realistic at all. But no, I think it, I think it really is realistic that something like this might happen. Uh, I think you know we're a lot of the talk in America right now is about our infrastructure and all that, and I think we are going to see new cities that are more eco-friendly and, and cities start kind of adapting to that model. We're going to be forced to adapt to that model with the way climate change is happening and, and everything. You know, you have all the fires out West and, and, and uh, I just, one of the things I've been doing lately really is, you know, Twitter and social media and, and games media and all that can scream and yell about all these, these things that piss them off all the time. Fine. So be it. Uh, I've just been reading a lot about climate change and, you know, like reading about the, uh, well, of course, the fire is in the West, and like, I mean, the entire West is on, literally on fire. Uh, and then the other one I was reading about was like the the Colorado River is drying up, which is going to affect the entire West Coast. And like, there's this whole history about how that water was divvied up, and basically, they've just not they've been using too much of it, and a lot of it's due to the farmers down in the Southwest using it for our, uh, you know, cotton fields and all that kind of stuff. Uh, falafel. I can't remember what the other. I was about to say falafel because I'm hungry, but yeah, no, it's falafel. falafel. Like <laughs> soybeans? <laughs> no, not soybeans. Okay, uh, it's probably falafel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just in general, like I think I think this city sounds like a really cool idea, and I would love to see see it actually happen. And it's supposed to be only a five million resident city, so it's not you know New York size, but yeah, uh, but like the, that's the thing, right? Like it does sound like a cool idea. But it also sounds like the kind of idea where only the top whatever percent are going to be able to enjoy whatever comes of this thing. Like, yeah. This is not going to be a city that's for the proletariat, let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. For... But I also, like, I guess we're just going to, like, dive right into the, the last topic we had was, like, cynicism of technology and all that. And, like, I definitely see the cynicism of technology like this, but I would rather, like, yeah maybe i can't afford it or whatever to go live there but that's fine like i'd rather see it actually happen and that a city true truly can be sustainable on its own through you know building eco-friendly buildings and all that uh and and make sure and see that that concept actually works because that's going to inspire other cities to adapt hopefully because i because we've we talked about before like how people like will refuse to change until something really bad happens right like even with the pandemic like uh people aren't don't seem to care because oh it you know i'm not gonna die from it and i was like you know is people probably wouldn't end up caring until you know a billion people die from the pandemic you know overnight kind of thing then it's like a real thing to people uh even though i I don't know if you guys saw the report too uh i think it was the economist like the the global tally of people that have died from COVID is like four million the reported one but they think the actual tally is over 15 million. <laughs> well, and there's uh there's all the uh uh sort of not uh, like intangible deaths that were caused by it uh, yeah, uh like right. you know folks who didn't get their annual checkup during, during COVID, COVID because and... you didn't want to go to the hospital right. and then something came up that you know was sort of too far gone by the time you ended up getting yeah. it and so. those kind of numbers don't get don't get counted in that. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think the concept of the city sounds really neat, uh, and they, I mean, they don't they want to start breaking ground on it by twenty thirty. <laughs> so uh, I just I just want to see, I like you know I keep reading all these stories like green green like the 
the top of Greenland had its first rain in, in forever, uh, and they've never seen rain up there before. And like you've heard about like the uh, the current, like the I forget what it's called, like the Atlantic Current or whatever, is slowing down, and that's going to cause crazy weather. And uh, so, just in general, like I, I'm I'm all for like these crazy ideas and somebody trying to make them happen. If it works, great. If it doesn't, at least you tried. And I think that ties a lot back into like video games and, and all that stuff where like people are like constantly complaining about innovation in games or constantly saying they want innovation in games and then we get stuff like VR and and all that and then people just kind of shit on it all the time. So my my problem with it is yeah. first off this guy he made he made his his billions uh by starting diapers.com <laughs> and then selling it to Amazon. <laughs> yep. And then he uh he helped run Walmart which like Listen, I, I I use Amazon. I I occasionally shop at Walmart, but like Walmart is one of those mega companies that is uh uh part of the problem of climate change. Like these mega yeah. companies that use like infinitely more uh, uh unsustainable resources well, than he, the average human does. Where he and then addresses all of a sudden that in the article, he he literally addresses that and says like he instead of retiring, he wanted to do something. He he recognizes the problems with capitalism and everything, and wants to do something to try to fix it. But is fixing it getting four hundred billion dollars to make Rapture in the middle of the desert? That it will be only for rich people. It a hundred percent will be. Yeah, like there's, and, there's no way it's not. At least, especially not at first, right? Like, who, yeah. like I mean, maybe maybe he does have other designs, right? Because I don't want to I don't want to sit here and pretend that like every single person who comes into a lot of money, especially someone who starts like. <laughs> A site like diapers.com and gets bought out. Yeah. Like maybe that's well, by accident. You know, he's like, all right, right, now I want to do something good with the quick money I've just made. Right. The, like I, I can get behind that as a the, the design as of the city also wants to do good in the world. Yeah. The design of the city though is so that like the center of the city is like the energy hub of it where like these buildings are, are uh, providing their own energy and then they, they push it out to, you know, to the rest of the city. So I don't like, I don't, yeah, it might only be available to rich people, but like if if that design of a city works that way, where you know, yeah, okay, the rich center, yeah, everybody's rich in the center, but also that center of the city is is drawing all the energy and resources to provide for the rest of the city. Okay, that's just and, Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> I know that's literally what I, when I was looking at this, I was like, that sounds like what I just played in Final Fantasy Seven Remake. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, I I I I I'm trying not to come off as cynical, even though I think it is. I'm very cynical when it comes to stuff like this because I'm imagining what good 400 billion dollars could do for people to like the like, yeah like, for the current cities, right? Yeah. Like if yeah. if infrastructure is that important, like pitch this idea, raise that capital to right. fix mm-hmm. like some of the major cities already, and like show them yeah. there's a better way than how those cities are running because that would have yeah, an immediate effect. On the people yeah, well, who are currently living in there, yeah, there's, there's major no, there's American no cities that don't have clean drinking water still. That like, that and there's like there's no reason like we don't have solar panels on the top of every skyscraper. Anymore. Right, like we already know <laughs> solar energy is a thing that would help yeah. us a ton. Like start retrofitting all this stuff, like change all the auto industry to stop having them all focus on uh, oil and whatnot. Like yeah. Tesla cars exist, like electric cars exist. They make some of them, but like. They're, they're like reluctant to just move forward. This is someone who's like trying to radically move forward, but he's like, he's trying to do it away from all the places where 
it would be the most effective. Like this, this is a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time and effort. And ultimately it's just an experiment because if this does work, the only hope is that it inspires more stuff yeah. like it. It will not affect anything outside of its borders until that happens. I'd still like, even, even with all that said, like I'd still, I, is for something like this radical, I don't think like any city's going to just suddenly allow, you know, allow it to happen or the taxpayers are going to pay for it or whatever. I think like I, the concept is good enough for me where it's like, okay, like there's some trade-offs here. Yeah. That money could go elsewhere. Yeah. Like, you, you know, 5 million rich people are probably going to live in that city. Great. Well, there, you know, there are government grants proposed as part of the fundraising for this as well, though. Yeah, so like that is right. taxpayer money. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I know it's part of it, but it's more like, you know, you tell people in New York, hey, we're going to try to change your entire infrastructure. And they're like, you know, people are going to bitch about that and fight back against it. So, but like what people, the people who probably own everybody, people, stock. people complain. I, I don't people, know about that. People complain in Kansas city about wanting better roads. And then as soon as they actually start building the better roads and make it inconvenient <laughs> for people to go a certain way, they start bitching about it. <laughs> so I don't know. I just like, as I'm, I guess I'm like more of an idealist when it comes to like this technology kind of stuff. Like I'd rather see mm-hmm. them try regardless of the cost of it. And just, you know, if, if this city can be a real thing and be self-sustaining, maybe other cities will pop up like it uh, because eventually New York's going to be underwater anyway. So you're going to have to move. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's exactly the point that I'm making, right? It's like, while yeah. they spend the time building this utopia in the middle of the desert, yeah. watch as New York, which is currently underwater, like this past weekend was half the city was underwater. Yeah. It'll be done. So like, it'll be like, the wasteland around the big utopian yep. city and we're all basically fighting with the rich 5,000 5 million who were able to get there like this is already 17 billion uh sci-fi stories like yeah like no, we no, this ends during a, during a new year's eve party the big daddies will all come to life and murder <laughs> them and it'll be fine so uh, i don't know i i think it's a i think it's a cool concept uh I like the idea of I like the general ideas of it. I'll say that. Like I like the idea of a self-sustaining city. Uh, and it's all, a good know, idea. Yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah. with the concept for sure. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. yeah. just, and you, I know I know people, people are probably equation. Yeah, well, I know people are listening to this like, oh, they're just capitalist, you know, shark and pig or whatever. It's like, no, I just like I the technology behind it is what interests me and all the logistics around it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, this re- reading this stuff this morning, uh, it just reminds me of that Theranos, which was that that blood testing company that was founded and got so much venture capital, and it turned out to just entirely be a fraud. Nothing. It was just yeah. entirely a scam. Uh, this I just could don't... be that. <laughs> like I said, I yeah, like the concept. I, just... I like the concept. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen or whatever. I'd like to see something like this happen, and I'd like to see cities start transforming to be more eco friendly and. Cause like it's even like, I'm not, I'm not like a radical about it or anything like that, but also like just reading the stories about like the Amazon, like how do we stop that from happening? Like all the trees cutting down there, it's scary to think about that stuff. And like, and then I'm walking down the street and like they're, I have a, like we have woods right next to us and they just cut down almost all of it. And it's actually bothering me. Like where it's like, why did, why do we need more houses right here? (laughs) Like, you know, yeah. Why, why did we have to cut down more trees to make that happen when there's literally a fucking barren field across the street that's a very small piece of farmland that we probably don't need right there right now <laughs> with no trees on it. You didn't have the the diaper boy to save you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Diaperman. Johnny baby shit. I don't know. What was the guy's name? Mark Lore. 
Mark, I thought, I, I thought you were trying to Mark compare to Johnny Lay? Appleseed, but Johnny Baby Johnny shits. Yeah. American folk hero, Johnny yeah. Baby. Johnny Appleseed's going around yeah. spreading his seeds, and then Johnny Appleshit's coming and fucking fertilizing it. Uh, yeah, it's funny. The, uh, the cynicism you're talking about, like, I think NASA is awesome. Yeah. But then when, uh, uh, like, Bezos and Branson want to go to space, I get angry. Yeah. So I don't know what. I, th- I think I just don't like rich people. <laughs> I, think I, I think that's the, yeah. the root of my problem. No, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, there's such a trade off. Like, innovation comes from a lot of rich people, unfortunately. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, innovation I, I, comes I, from rich people because they're the ones who have the uh, uh, means to innovate. It's yeah. not like uh, only rich people can come up with the ideas, which is, I think, right, the thing right. that, that angers me. That's, it's just, those rich people have a seat at the table. That's where, like, right, because yeah, yeah, like well, I, none of these ideas are new, right? Like his no. grand idea was, oh, let's build a city where we put all these other ideas that have existed that have probably been proposed for existing cities before into oh, a and these city, location. These kinds of these kinds of like utopian, uh, like North Star cities have they have existed? Like these these articles also bring like up Dubai like, several in the past. Yeah, Dubai exactly. But then that's a uh, mm. like Dubai is a perfect example of, of, uh, <laughs> of a, yeah of a city <laughs> that is you know that is the richest of the rich, and then it it, it butts up right against the poorest of the poor. So yeah, because uh, well, you hear about like the what I forget the I forget the name of the the tallest building there, but you never hear about like. The construction that went in, how many people died actually oh, yeah, that building. Oh, yeah, uh, the Burj Khalifa, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, and just a picture was going around of uh, a new Amazon. Uh, I don't even want to call it a warehouse because it's like a compound that was built yeah. in Tijuana. Right in front of a and shanty it's just, town. Yeah, and it's literally like there is a that, tiny wall. That, and though, then, I think there's a trade-off there where like that opens up a ton of jobs. I bet you a lot of people around there got jobs in that where, in that place. Yeah, but aren't Amazon yeah. jobs like soul crushing? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, it's you better, I would say bottle. it's probably better than living in a shanty town. <laughs> well, yeah, but then Amazon can do better and make their jobs not soul crushing. Oh, well, I know that. Make a slightly smaller profit. Jeff Bezos can't go to fake space anymore, but people yeah. don't have to shit. No, that bottles. that yeah, that picture. I mean, that picture is pretty dystopian. It's like, well, yeah, you can afford to build that compound. Why don't you hire all those people in shanty town and just build them small houses around the compound? Like, yeah. you have the money to do this and it house those people and make their lives better and you don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm not I'm not like I'm not sucking up to capitalism or anything like that. It's just I know the trade off of like people that have money can fund the ideas that might make the world better. Do they often do it? No, maybe not. But not But also the know. question is like when when you are a billionaire, right? Like you've probably based a lot of your life around how to make money. Yeah. So like there is there must be some method behind this that is going to make the founder money. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah, so like that that's that's the part that seems to be missing from this article. Like it doesn't explain kind of yeah. what he gets out of it. Also any of the investors want to make their money too. So this is all right. pay the yeah. taxes to that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I don't think this is like a pyramid scheme or anything, but No. I think ultimately capitalism is at the uh, at the root of this. Also, yeah, I just wanted be. to fail because then I can use my headline diapers.com founder shits the bed. <laughs> I don't know where I would use that headline and also this isn't going to be for like a decade and so I'm definitely going to forget that. Yeah, but I think I think in general that like people could probably be a little bit less cuz like there's another one uh, cuz we were talking about like cynicism and, and tech and games and all that to branch off a little bit like uh, the founder of PUBG uh, Brendan Green, he just left 
uh, Crafton to go reform his own independent studio. Mm-hmm. And the project that he's working on is called Artemis. And he wants to make like the biggest open world game ever made. And of course you hear that and you're like, ah, it's open world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then he kind of like goes into a lot more detail about like the technology behind it and how like they're using AI to like craft the landscapes, but also like people are, are people are building that AI to do that. And also they're handcrafting stuff. Um, but like the whole premise of the game is that like, and I, this is where like it hooked me. I was like, wow, I never even thought about that. It might be really cool. Is like, uh, an open world that's so large that you're not thinking about, like if we're playing together, um, we're not thinking about how to get to a from a to B in five or 10 minutes or an hour. We're talking about like, how do we plan our, our journey in a video game over a couple of days and like the things that might happen along the way. I thought that was a really cool concept. Even though it's like far out there. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree it's a cool concept. My I think there's a line between cynicism and uh uh historically informed realism. Like I'm I I feel like I'm being realistic when I look at a promise like that and I'm like, well, when has a promise like that ever paid off? Um, I don't see that's the thing. I I don't look at it as a promise. I don't look at it as a promise. I'm like, he wants to do this. He's going to try to do it. They might fail. They might not. If they do succeed, it's really cool. If they fail, mm-hmm. well, at least they tried. Because like, none of this stuff happens unless you try to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to try to do it, and if they fail, great. And that's why I just I just don't get, like, I'm more cynical about, like, Cyberpunk, right? Where, like, that developer has a track record. I know what they're capable of. And then they released, they knew better than to release a product that was as broken as it was. And they still did it anyway. That wasn't even yeah. them being ambitious with the game. That was just, we need to get this game out to hit the the quarter three, quarter four targets that we have. Bullshit. Yeah. This stuff is like, we're he's building a whole new engine and tech to try and make something like this happen. And like people hear the buzzword, like big open world and get cynical and annoyed. And it's like, well, okay, like, but what does he want to do with that big open world? That's what interests me. Uh, so I think a lot of people just write off things. I think people maybe conflate like writing things off before seeing what happens. Cause like that's even VR, like people are like, Oh, it costs too much to get into. It's too expensive. And it's like, you can get an Oculus quest for $300 now and you don't even need a great PC to run it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that, yeah. that kind of stuff annoys me where it's like, we want, we want new innovation. We want new tech and all that stuff. And then when we get it, like we constantly shit on it as it's being built and worked on. Cause like mm-hmm. the first generation VR headsets were, were cool, but they're way better now. Like when you have index and like you get there by people supporting that stuff and, and letting those innovations happen. Yeah. It's uh, that almost like ties into the story this week that five years after launch, no man's sky has finally reached mostly positive reviews <laughs> <Yeah>. on, uh, <laughs> on steam after being like, just buried in negative reviews right from the get-go because the game yeah. you know launched without fulfilling the promises that were made beforehand and uh, you know five years later i think no man's sky is like a historic rebound um in video games like a, a turnaround that we don't see very often like you could probably yeah. count you know stuff like rainbow six siege and, and final fantasy 14 and warframe and stuff games that have over time become these kind of evolved into these massive popular and really polished games um mm-hmm. and so yeah i think there is a i think people want their cake and eat it too like they want pie in the sky ideas delivered right away yeah and so they 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 want this level of quality but they don't want to have to wait for it or don't want to have to work for it um right. so yeah it is uh i don't know it's a it's a complicated situation to say yeah there's just there's definitely no, yeah, that's like all historical true, sure there's historical realism behind like you know pro- big promises being made and being i think i think it's absolutely fair to be skeptical of those things absolutely like you know that the 
utopian city. I'm absolutely skeptical about that. I don't mm-hmm. like. I don't believe for a second it's going to turn out perfect. Like that article makes it sound like it's going to be not even chance. Because like even like the the government policies in there, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying to like somehow run themselves. I'm like, this is going to exist yeah. <laughs> within yeah. a state in America. Like, you, I don't know if you can just run a city yeah. by your own laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make the utopian state of rapture. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I don't believe in any of that. But I, I just think like people are very, very quick to be cynical about new ideas and new tech and all that before like even get a chance to like really think about like well you know well i already said it like i'd rather i'd rather people try and fail than not try at all because <laughs> no, then somebody like, somebody's like gonna that. pick that up and run with it later and probably succeed with it so mm-hmm. yeah all right i feel like that was a, a slightly positive end to a largely cynical conversation <laughs> uh Perfect. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you all in in fifteen years when we're all living in uh, what was it? Diaperville? What was the name of the city? Telos. Te- Telosa. 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 Testarosa. Telosa. Testarosa. Ponderosa. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys in Tostada. <laughs> Tostada. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that that about wraps up our topics we have listed for the week uh uh nick you have any 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 final thoughts or what what people should check out or or, or sodas people should try no uh I, I did have a milk stout this weekend though that was really good Ooh. oh we're getting back to our beer reviews we didn't do any beer reviews lately yeah i gotta i want to go there's a like a big shop near me where like they have all these different craft beers and all that i need to go there and like I'll come. I'll try to come back next week with an actual like craft beer I've never tried before. That you're going to try it at 10 a.m. when we record. So, yes, I will do that. Get a good morning buzz on before a full work. I didn't. Day. I, didn't I didn't go party this week. I went and listened to listen to live music, and that was it. <laughs> so, Look at you. It's very adult of you. Yeah. Uh, any anything folks should uh, check out? No, uh, I have my video essay dropping on Thursday for the public where I talk about my journey in Mortal Shell. You probably already read the article, but if you haven't, then there is a video format of it now. Uh, and then, of course, we are moving the Escape of Show to every other week because we need to get Adventures Nigh done, and we have really cool plans for that. We also had a meeting this morning where we decided to do a special episode for later this year that I am immediately excited about, and it was a super funny idea. I love it. Can't wait to talk about it later. I like how Casey's like what? Yeah, like yeah. what? I have no you, idea. You, what you're oh yeah, that's right. You're part show. of Adventures Night. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear about it later, and you're going to be like, yes, fuck yes, do it. Let's do it. Is it a Christmas special? <laughs> fuck you, no. Oh, <laughs> wow, Jesus. <laughs> either I didn't know Nick hated Christmas. <laughs> no, so that was either a that was either a huge overreaction or it is a Christmas special. And you <laughs> yeah. just wanted to throw me off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> I will confirm nor deny this. It's Christmas All special. right. Casey. Uh, Casey? <laughs> oh, um, I just wanted to call back real quick the the name of the Iron Fist actress that we all forgot. Uh, Jessica, Henwick? Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. Yes. Oh, I didn't even look it up. Okay, that's all it took. Wait, did you look at? Did did we find the movie I was trying to think of that I had no details of? <laughs> no, no idea what movie you're thinking of. Wait, is it Love and Monsters? <laughs> There's, you talked about a movie you couldn't think about. No, he said that she's uh, in something new. the The most recent thing I see here is Love and oh, Monsters. Oh, Love and Monsters. Yeah. Also, she, also Monsters, I, I think I she's in that. Matrix Four. She's in the Matrix Four and Knives mm-hmm. Out too. That's it. Oh, 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 oh damn. yeah. So yeah, she's got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, Love and Monsters is a very good movie. I really had fun with that movie. Yeah, watch so it, did I. And, and it's on uh, Hulu I now, I believe. Love and Monsters. It's uh, I will check it that. Kinda, out. 
it's uh some of it is it's like a, a upbeat rom-com last of us yeah pretty much exactly <laughs> that yeah <laughs> that actually sounds fun yeah i, I want to check yeah. that out it's, yeah it's a good time uh, yeah. But yeah, for me, in terms of uh, stuff you can check out, uh, on Marvel's Escape, we've been going through the What If episodes. A new one should be out around the time this episode comes out, I believe. Saturday. Um, <laughs> okay. We had, we had to move to Saturday. So, <laughs> <maybe> <laughs> several, <laughs> several days later. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so also, uh, there should be a uh, 3MR out before then as well. Uh, for Rustler, like I just talked about here, you can get my full thoughts in three minutes, as the name would suggest. Um, and then you can just follow me on, you know, my uh, Twitter and my Twitch at Simagears9 to see what else I'm up to. I'll probably start back up with my Wario challenge now that all the tournament stuff has ended. Um, and that your, should be fun. Your Wario purgatory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and the Indie Showcase is in 13 days and I'm terrified. Boom. But who's counting? Me. You are. Every minute, every <laughs> second. Because we have a lot to do in 13 days. Oh, and also, isn't there the, the Showcase YouTube channel? Did that launch yet for people yes. to go uh, look at? It hasn't launched, but it will launch this week with the trailer for the Showcase. Oh, nice. Okay. If people stop pulling games out of the Showcase, we can finish the damn trailer. Jesus. Yeah, Miyamoto. <laughs> I don't. Uh, did Miyamoto email you saying, please do not put new Mario okay. in the trailer? Oh, no. Is that an indie game, Marty? Uh, it could be. A, it could a be. Platformer with a twist. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe yeah, Miyamoto's yeah. going indie. Do your call it. Uh, can can they copyright the name Mario? You can just name your protagonist Mario, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. I'm sure that's copyrighted. Actually, Nintendo has a long history of <laughs> cease and desist orders. What it's your, like your your baby is born, calls up Mario, and Nintendo's lawyer walks in the door, cease and desist yeah. this baby. <laughs> I mean, they've like they'll go after like Smash tournaments where it's like we're raising money for cancer research, and Nintendo's <laughs> yeah. like, you are not. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your cancer research. Yeah, and I just had a I just had a, a I, I I backed a Kickstarter where a guy was doing hand drawn guides. I oh yeah, I saw, saw that story. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And I backed that, and it was like uh, these hand, like really beautifully hand drawn, like old school strategy guides for. Uh, he was doing it for, I think it was like Zelda, Contra, and and Ninja Gaiden or something like three old ass NES games. And he had to pull the Kickstarter down because of uh, Nintendo. League. No, so season uh, Snopes on Marty on that. He said it was not Nintendo on Twitter. He said, I, it, "Well, it was not Nintendo. It was a lawyer coming to him saying you should probably pull this down because Nintendo is yeah. going to sue you." Maybe, but it was Snopes because Nintendo didn't actually do it, and he was pretty adamant about that. He was pretty mad at that Kotaku story. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still going to say Nintendo did it, and I blame Nintendo for this because if Nintendo was it's, a company that historically allowed things like yeah. this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nintendo's uh, dangerous aura. It's okay. I still, it. wanted, <laughs> I still wanted to Snopes you. Miyamoto's Musk. You, you you managed to Snopes me right at the end of the episode. That was I good. Know. You got in you got in a good last minute Snopes. Snopes buzzer beater. Gonna do the editor in chief duty of Snopes me. <laughs> well, at least once per stream. Yep. Uh, then uh, you can find me everywhere at McBiggity. Uh, by the time this goes up, I should have my review of uh, the Artful Escape that I mentioned before uh, will be live, and then I'll have a video essay on, of all things, uh, Nintendo and why it's, it's hard out here being a Nintendo fan. Snopes again because I think you're. Your embargo drops after this comes out. Mm, for what? No, Marvel Escape, Escape, I believe, is Wednesday morning. Yeah, but what time is the embargo? Ah, shit, did I get Snopes again? I just that was less of Snopes <laughs> and more of I don't know when the show goes live. Exactly. Right. Yeah, like, that wasn't Snopes. That was just ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> <Same thing. laughs> 
well, by the time you listen to this, maybe you listen to things like a couple of years in advance. So, like you want to, you want us to get to hundred episodes before you catch up on everything because you don't want to have to wait week to week. That'd That's be true. really weird. Don't do that. Just listen to it wait week to week. <laughs> Find a way to snope Smarty every single episode. It's true. I mean, I, I talk a lot of bullshit, so it's not hard. <laughs> Snopes. That's very easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Very, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm easy to Snopes. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Thursday we'll be doing a uh, stream. We'll be streaming, live streaming the uh, big Sony showcase, which should be uh, yeah, that's a, a big sort of 40 minute E3 level. Uh, uh, E3 level as in it's Sony's big showcase of the year. So they updated, some cool the, uh, they updated the infamous domain i think we might get a remaster updated the infamous domain yeah yeah and i think i think we'll be seeing some stuff that because as of right now sony has a pretty light uh rest of the year and so i i'm hoping that will change after this so uh yeah, yeah. tune into that at uh i believe it starts at 2 30 p.m uh central time on thursday so sort of like uh, right before when our normal uh, stream starts so um yeah tune in that Uh, otherwise that is it for episode 10 of breakout uh, for Casey and Nick this is Marty thank you so much for hanging out and we'll see you all soon bye bye